Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoy the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. Today's episode is from the Chat with Leaders podcast, where our CEO, Nathan Camp, had the pleasure to chat with Jeff Bond about how courage is non-negotiable. It's a terrific conversation that we are so excited to share with you, our Beyond the Call listeners. Welcome to Chat with Leaders, Nathan. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. What a, a happy coincidence that you and I met on a campground at Stone Mountain, and this was our maiden voyage for our family. And I yeah. think I had some questions about uh, how to stabilize my RV or do these things, and you coming from a greater level of experience uh, shared some nice words of wisdom. And then I found out that you're the CEO of Start Church here in the metro Atlanta area, and uh, have really uh, enjoyed following you and and look forward to unpacking some big ideas with you today. Yeah, Jeff, I love those random meetings that, uh, you know, just end up being something great. So I'm honored to be on the podcast. Looking forward to it. Well, it just goes to show that we can uh, balance our work and life and be out there in the RV world and That's still right. get things done and make some good connections. So. Absolutely. So Absolutely. let's jump right in, Nathan. Uh, we're going to talk today about how courage is non-negotiable. And we've been faced with this unprecedented circumstance from the pandemic. And a lot of leaders are operating uh, in a place of fear, whether they like to admit it or not. There's this low yeah. level kind of tension that exists sure. with all of us. So I think it's a great topic. And particularly as you've been a servant in the nonprofit community and the ministry community and you're sure your clients for your software company are churches and ministry leaders who are trying to help give people that courage. So yeah. I, I know you have a lot of interesting perspective there. What is the uh, greatest impact that you've seen the pandemic having, not only on your organization, but the churches and ministry leaders that you serve? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, initially, like everybody, we remember March 11th, you know, it's kind of a big day when the NBA cut it and you said, oh, this is for real. You know, initially, everybody had shock. I think everybody had a little chaos, a little mystery. But you know what's awesome, Jeff? I've seen that really turn to resolve. You know, what we do here at Start Church, we help churches and ministries get launched. And did you know we started over 200 more churches in mm. 2020 than we did in 2019? I, and I think that's what's happening. I think that's what's happening a lot of people is there is a sense that the pandemic and the changes it's forced upon us has created greater resolve. You know, I think that there's a sense where calling is calling, irregardless of culture. So when you're called to do something, and that could either be ministerially, that could be in your work, that could be even in a sense in your family. I'm, I'm hearing more and more people saying, yeah, it was initially very shocking for us to have quarantine and this sort of thing. But then we just bought up that time. And I, I know my kids more. I spent more time with my spouse. I spent more time with my family. I spent more time in the RV. You know, utilizing this time to resolve and say, this is really who I'm supposed to be. This is who I'm supposed to invest into. And so I think the initial part was shock, but I really love how it's turned into quite a lot of resolve. 
Interesting perspective. And I know that I felt that in so many ways, particularly looking back and valuing the time that I've had with my family, looking yeah. at the pictures and just all the great experiences and, and so forth. And, and interesting that you talked about the growth uh, and, and the fact that you've served 200 more churches this year than the year before. And all I've seen is kind of the decline of the church yeah. and less attendance and kind of people that are spiritual, but not religious or religious, but not spiritual or nuns, just people that don't go to church at all or align with any sort of faith. And sure. so I always think like there's a bit of a sense of with adversity comes equal or greater opportunity. And maybe this is an awakening of some sorts, but I guess, what do you attribute that to that growth? Yeah. yeah. Again, I, I think, I think in moments like this, you take, inventory of your life. I think what happened, like, for example, let's talk about being husbands and fathers, right? All of a sudden, we're working from home a lot. All of a sudden, we're having more meals than we've had before, right? We're having more dinners as a family. And I think there's something in those moments where we find ourselves saying, I've missed something. Hmm. You know, I've gotten off course a little. And this moment is reminding me on what's most valuable. I have a saying that I always say, I want to make sure I'm winning at the right thing. Hmm. And I think what's happened during this time is we're remembering what the right thing is. And again, what, what that is for everybody else, it's, it's all different. That could be sure. in your business, in your family, in your faith, whatever. But there is a sense that we're having a moment to take inventory and say, man, I've been spinning my wheels for so long. Hmm. For example, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here in, in Metro Atlanta. We work and we go to baseball games, you know, like our kids are in, in baseball, softball, lacrosse, all that kind of thing. When that got cut, all of a sudden there's this huge chunk of our time that we had to decide where we were going to reinvest it. Hmm. And in the moment to be able to breathe and have this sort of moment of lucidity to say, well, then what do I want to invest that back into? And again, hmm. I think it just lands with a sense of resolve for a lot of people saying, you know what? I've got an opportunity to buy this up with my kids. I've got an opportunity to get to know my wife or my, my husband in a deeper way. I've got a chance to go after my faith like I've never done before. And I think that's the positive side of the, of the challenges that we're in right now. Mm. Um, it, is it's really drawing a moment of clarity for a lot of people. And I think that's, that's something that's uh, good. That's coming out of a really terrible situation. That's a great perspective. And it certainly doesn't take away from the tragedy of it all and the hurt and the anguish that a lot of people have felt and, and the sorrow uh, from the pandemic, but yeah. uh, the perspective for those of us who have been so blessed to to survive it and to reconnect with our families and to to get that valuable resource of time, which is that resource that we never get back. Yeah, and frankly, so many men, particularly, you know, thinking about, you know, our aspirational goals of, you know, our careers and our leadership and our growth, we get so hyper-focused on that. And then we don't realize that our only unique role as a leader is that to our children. Absolutely. Nobody else can do that. And if you're not present in their lives, then hey, you're you're really missing out on on yeah. this stewardship opportunity of this greatest gift that uh, that we've been given. So, uh, so really love hearing that perspective. Uh, given that many leaders are operating from that place of fear right now, and it's perfectly natural, even if we are uh, acting courageous, we're feeling that low level tension. Yeah. What encouragement have you received personally in your leadership to continue to invest in your business's future? Yeah, I think so. We're all feeling that same low level tension all the time, right? And what I have to understand as a leader, first off, is that courage is non-negotiable. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a partner in our company and uh, our founder called me and when this first started and he said, Nathan, I want to remind you, courage, have courage. This is a time to be bold and have courage. Mm -hmm. And as a leader, I don't have the luxury of just retreating. I don't have the luxury of just 
you know, being panicky as a leader, I need to find out what's true for me and my family and my, and my business. And then I need to have courage moving forward and resolve. And so I remind myself courage is non-negotiable in the area of leadership. I think the other one is that, um, I want to be saving. So as a business leader, as a businessman, obviously cash right now is, is very important, right? And, mm-hmm. and making sure I have strong cash on hand, but not to the detriment of my future. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I need to make sure that I'm prioritizing. Courage doesn't just say I make a bold move. Courage says we're going to make it through this. And what will I want to be true about our business a couple of years from now? And mm-hmm. I think some leaders have so given into fear that they have they have continued to pocket all of their seed instead of investing that seed. Mm -hmm. And so I have this feeling that in the next two to three years, you're going to see the fruit in the businesses that had courage and continued to invest. Right? So yes, have a strong cash position, but don't do it at the detriment of investing into your future. Right? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's really important. And then and then for me, Jeff, uh, and we had talked about this the other day, it reminds me in this moment to discern whether I earn a living or receive a living. So, you know, my personal faith is that I'm a Christian. I believe that Jesus is the Lord of my life and that he is the provider. And so that's a big deal um, in many, many ways. But even in the area of provision, you know, I believe that I am receiving a living hmm. from my provider. I'm not earning a living. Yes, I work hard. And yes, I, I work smart and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm making sure to be a good steward. But ultimately, I believe the Lord is my provider. And, and in that, again, it speaks to my ability to have peace, even in the midst of chaos. You know, in, in the very beginning, I'll give a little Bible verse here. In the very beginning, when this happened, I immediately thought of the story in the Old Testament, where it said that there was bread in Goshen in a time of famine. And I said, why not us? Why not our business? Why can't we be the place where there's bread, even when there's famine all around us? And that makes sense. If I'm not earning a living, I'm receiving a living. And so those three things have have really um, galvanized my leadership over this last year. Courage is non-negotiable. I'm going to save, but continue to invest in my future. And I'm going to make sure to keep the posture of receiving, not earning a living. And that's given my heart um, steadiness, I think, during this time. That's great perspective. And I've uh, heard so often that uh, leaning on our faith during this time has been the reason why we've gotten through it. And gosh, I I would be a hot mess right now if I if I didn't have faith to lean on, or if I didn't have that, uh, uh, those really those truths from the Bible to to help me to to see clearly uh, that we can continue to invest in our future. So, so thanks for providing that encouragement. Um, I'm interested, particularly with church, we've had pastors on this show and, and leaders in, in corporate America and nonprofit communities, but what new normals do you see for, for churches and ministry leaders and even nonprofit leaders once we've moved past the pandemic and, and hopefully that's by 2022? <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, well, I'll put on, so I'm a former church planner. You probably knew that, uh, you mm-hmm. know, we planted two churches. And so um, I, I'm just, I love church planners. They're always trying to figure out how to do it, you know, in fresh new ways. So there's a couple things that I think that are true about the nor- new normal. One is that um, we're going to be creative in what we call missions. The internet is a mission field, you know, mm-hmm. online is a mission field. And I think a lot of churches, Jeff, um, it's been a necessary evil. Now it's the way they can reach more people. So uh, a church I started a couple years ago, which I've turned over to another pastor and they're doing excellent they all of a sudden their reach like week two their reach 
exponentially grew of the amount of people. They have several hundred you know, people in the church. All of a sudden, they were having 800 people viewing their service. That is a mission field. People mm. in this time of tension are looking for answers. You know where they look a lot of time immediately? Those that you know, haven't yet found faith in Christ, they look on the internet. So I, I think there's this creative portion of what missions looks like that is mm. going to stick around. Um, the second thing is I think uh, small is the new big. You know, in the, in the last generation, everything was big, 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 right? And I got all this. Now I think that we're seeing the power in the small uh, normalizing that the gospel moves most through living rooms more than in major sanctuaries numerically, mm. I think it's huge. I think that shift of valuing what's happening across the fence in the backyard with a neighbor and normalizing that and, and, and validating that quite honestly is huge. I also think sending capacity is going to be the new metric. Uh, I was talking about it to a church recently and they weren't, um, they weren't gathering physically. And I said, then what I would do, if I were you there kind of asking in some of my consultation, I said, I would take your top 10 or 20 leaders and I would pour into them so that they can make their houses places of influence, you know? And, mm. and again, it's not, you know, it's, I'm in the South. It wasn't, it's not y'all come anymore. It's y'all go, mm. you know, y'all go and whatever we can do as a church to empower you and inspire you and, and quite honestly resource you. That's a real empowering part of the new normal. And then I think obviously, Jeff, staying nimble. This isn't the last Corona, in my opinion. This isn't the last pandemic or thing we're going to, the days of just, we do the same thing every week at one location. I just don't think those are here to stay. I mm. think those are gone. I think we'll have buildings, but I think they're one asset in an organization. M nonprofits, I think they're going to have, may have a, a fixed location, but it's just one of the things they do. And I think if you stay nimble, I think if your business stays nimble, um, you're going to have the ability to navigate the water. So, you know, at Star Church, we've embraced a very hybrid work environment and we can succeed. We can succeed if we have to work from home. We can succeed. And we have a big downtown office in, in Duluth, Georgia. It doesn't matter. You know, if you hire the right people, you give them a noble task and serve a noble customer and stay nimble. I think you can work through it no matter what it is. Mm, so many good things that I heard there. The one thing that I thought was interesting was the go, go out. And I think a lot of the times, you know, in ministry or even in our businesses, the best opportunities are created outside of our own four walls. And sometimes we idolize our buildings and our space and, yeah. and where we do our work. But, you know, there's so much good that can come out relationally by going out and building those relationships with your neighbors uh, yeah. or with new business partners or or clients and going and seeing yeah. people. And I think that's where everyone is really uh, anxious to snap back to is that opportunity when we can kind of all feel that energy of being together again, and, and hopefully yeah. uh, with the new perspective carried forward, uh, that yeah. will really help all these businesses move forward. Absolutely. That's great. Is there kind of, um, I guess, a larger picture kind of call to action that, that you would throw out there for just leaders in general, as you've had time to reflect on the pandemic and going into 2021 and all the tensions that we've had? Uh, yeah. What would be kind of the uh, encouragement that you would yeah. provide? I think, first off, people, leaders need to be with other leaders. You know, don't learn your, or don't learn your own lessons, if you will. I think being with uh, chat with leaders. I mean, this is a great opportunity. Follow this web page. Listen to these podcasts. I learned so much from other leaders. If I'm trying to learn all my own lessons, that's a slow process. Mm -hmm. So I think now more than ever, collaboration is really important. Get a part of a cohort. You know, if you're a leader, if you're CEO, CFO, you should be meeting with other CMOs. You know, how are you? How are you leading through a season of 
fiscal fluidity. You know, if you're a CEO, how are you leading forward in those sort of things? So I think togetherness, you know, however that looks like, is really important. Uh, and as odd as that says in a time of social distancing, however you can be together with voices, real great podcasts, always be listening to fresh voices. Um, it keeps me sharp, you know, keeps me, keeps me full, gives me perspective. So that's, that's a big call to action, I would say. And then obviously, um, you know, listen, this is the time when faith gets real. So I want to <laughs> encourage people, you know, this is a great time to ask what you really believe, what your life really counts for and what's going to stand for. What is a win? I encourage you to win at the right thing. Mm, great advice. And not just because you alluded to how great Chat with Leaders is and a great resource it is for other leaders. I appreciate yeah. the, the kind words, but leadership is a lifelong learning journey. And that's why we have this show. This show is to share how other leaders are forging ahead faithfully and, and providing hope and inspiration to other leaders within this community. So thank you for validating and affirming kind of those reasons why we started this all in the first place, this wonderful yeah. journey. It's very life-giving to me too. Uh, so Nathan, if people wanted to learn more about you, get connected, learn more about Start Church, where would you direct them? Yeah, so you can check out our website, startchurch.com, obviously. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Nathan Camp. You can always look me up there. And my email is nathan at startchurch.com. It goes right to me. And uh, yeah, anytime we can serve or help other leaders, uh, we'd be honored to do that. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to you tuning in again next week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.